Hello there, and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz with Brayden podcast, a show to encourage and empower creative CEOs just like yourself through actionable legal, tax, and financial topics. I'm Brayden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator, but you can just call me Brayden, your gay best friend, here to help you unfuck that biz. If you're ready to dive in, grab a notebook, maybe some coffee, and buckle in to learn how you can implement solid strategies to build a profitable business. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having a fabulous day. Today, we are discussing uh, my March proper report. So March 2023. If you're new to the podcast, I have been doing these proper reports now every month for, I think it's been a year and a half, maybe even two years, probably about a year and a half. Uh, I, I come on and I share kind of a breakdown of what happened in the previous month our total revenue and our profit. Why you might be wondering? Well, because not enough people talk about this, in my opinion. Not that I don't think that everyone should have to have a policy of radical transparency. Like I'm not encouraging you all to go share like how much money you made on your Instagram account. But I just don't I don't think enough people even talk about this amongst their friends, right? So if I have a group of business friends, well, you should be able to talk about numbers, right? Because you gotta pay your bills and in order to pay your bills, you have to make money. And uh, it is a lot of people, I think, view it as a very sensitive topic. But at the end of the day, it's why most of us are in business, right? Otherwise, we would go form nonprofits because we wouldn't need to actually make money. We wouldn't need to take home that much money. So why not talk to our friends about like how much money we're making and what our profit is and, and how we can bring more revenue, right? I think it should be a more normalized topic, which is why I talk about it on the podcast. Um, I bring other people on to interview them about their profit margins. And I feel like if I'm going to do that, I got to put my money where my mouth is and be willing to discuss my own numbers. So with that, I'm going to start by kind of recapping some big goals that I had for 2023. So we can see how I'm tracking with those goals. Now I mentioned in January and each month since that I had a big goal to bring in consistent revenue of $20,000 per month really by the end of the year. So my goal was to build up to it because the last few months of 2022, what year are we in? Yeah, last few months of 2022, I hit 15K months and I was like, wouldn't it be great if at least like halfway through 2023, I started to get consistent 20K months. And the good news is we are ahead of schedule. I did 20K in February and I did 20K in March. And I think... I'm going to be able to track that, like continue doing that. Now, I am keeping in mind that May through July tend to be my slowest months. With April, we're still getting a little bit of an influx of tax clients and people joining our membership for tax help. But things start to really slow down in May. And then in June and July, people are just like not interested in anything. They they don't want to spend. Well, they do want to spend money. They just want to spend money on, you know, like family vacations and things. So I always anticipate those months to be slow, but if we're able to keep up uh, in April, slow down a bit in May through July, uh, but then pick up back up again in August like we usually do, I think we might actually be able to average 20K months or higher for the year, which is pretty exciting. I also had a big goal to get to $20,000 in monthly recurring revenue by the end of the year. So we call that MRR. 
Uh, the legal subscription is going to be a huge help for this. If you haven't been following, we launched the legal subscription with the launch of the new law firm at the end of February. We have, I, I didn't count this morning, but um, last I checked, we had 15, uh, 15 people in that. So 15 people are paying for the legal monthly legal subscription. I really think by the end of the year, we could get that up to like 50 people. There's no reason why we couldn't. Um, it's been really amazing so far. We've helped a couple people with audits from the EDD for contractor misclassification. When I say misclassification, know that I always am saying that um, from the perspective of misclassification according to the state. They didn't actually misclassify people. That's what we're arguing anyway, right? So helping people with that. Um, I am helping someone right now who's facing a potential lawsuit, which is mostly bogus, to be honest, but we're navigating through that. A few other people, we've had to send demand letters to their clients to get payments. Like These are all the things that our legal subscription covers. We just signed on a new person who's going to be having us file a lot of copyrights for them. We uh, filed our first trademarks a couple of weeks ago, which is very exciting. And we're bringing on more trademark clients for this month. So lots of exciting things happening in the law firm. So to give a breakdown um, for just monthly recurring revenue. So again, I'm talking about our three main goals, 20K months, $20,000 in monthly recurring revenue by the end of the year. Uh, for the month of March, we had $9,000 in recurring revenue from ProfitRx, our membership in the education business. $2,600 from our legal subscription and $2,400 from our bookkeeping clients for total monthly recurring revenue of $14,000. So I think we are well on the way. We started the year with, I think, around 9,000 in MRR, maybe 10 or 11. Um, so if we add, you know, we're adding another thousand or $2 onto that each month, we should hit that goal by the end of the year. I also set a goal to have expenses under 35%. I got off to kind of a bad start on that. Um, but this month was a really good month. And the good news is I think we might end up averaging it out by the end of the year. But I also decided this is, you know, a bit weird because I call this a profit report. So the focus really should be on profit. But this year I'm intentionally not letting myself get too hung up on it because we are in a serious growth mode right now. So we're focused more on growing the revenue. You kind of have to do this in cycles, right? You always want to have profit in mind. But sometimes you can't really worry too much about nickel and diming everything when you are just trying to increase your profit, grow your team, do all that kind of stuff. So that's where we are right now. Okay, so let's talk about March. So at the end of every profit report, I do a projection for the following month. So at the end of this profit report, I'll give my projection for April. Last month, I gave my projection for March. So I'll go through what we projected for March and then what we actually ended up doing. So you can see you know, whether my own kind of guesses, speculations, projections were correct. So I projected that we would bring in $9,000 through ProfitRx, our membership, and we ended up doing uh, $8,983. So $17 off of that projection, I'd say we pretty much nailed that. Low ticket stuff. So that's our $30 courses. I projected $3,000 and we ended up bringing in $2,100. So we got about two thirds of the way towards that one. So not super close. Um, as always, about 90% of the our low ticket revenue was from the contract club. If you don't already have the contract club, check it out. All the contracts you need, all in one place, all for one price, just pay the cover and you're in for life. That's our tagline for the contract club. It's $30 and we sell, um, I should have done the math on how, actually, let me look real quick. How many did we sell in the month of March? 
income transactions in my spreadsheet. March, we sold 57. So in March, we sold 57. In February, we sold 63. And in January, we sold 75. So we're actually a little bit behind in March, which is why I probably projected our uh, low ticket total revenue to be a little bit higher, but that's okay. I need to start promoting the club a little bit more. It's hard to promote everything since the law firm launched. We've been promoting um, those things a little bit less, but we'll get back on that. So in total, the law firm, um, I projected, sorry, in total, I projected $12,000 to come in through our LLCs. That's not the law firm. That's all of our education business. And we ended up bringing in $12,221. So two, $200 more than I projected, but that was pretty much spot on. So pretty excited about that. And the law firm, I projected to bring in $5,000 through tax and bookkeeping services. So that would be monthly bookkeeping clients and tax return clients. We ended up doing $6,150. So $1,100 more than projected. Legal stuff, I projected $4,000 and we brought in $4,675. So $675 over projected. And then I projected $4,500 in consultation income, and we ended up doing $4,000. So my total projection for law firm revenue is $13,500, and we ended up at $14,800. So $1,300 over what I projected. So I'm like kind of giving myself a pat on the back, pat on the back with those March projections because we did really close to what I anticipated. In total, between both businesses, I projected total revenue of $25,500, and we ended up right at $27,000, so 1500 over. So that was pretty fantastic, because not only were like was the total pretty close, but each of our kind of income categories, I like to call them, were, were pretty close as well. But let's talk profit, right? Because it's a profit report. Most of the expenses this month still came from the LLC. I have a little bit of a problem where, um, you know, the law firm just started. So there are a lot of tools we use in both businesses that are all charged to the LLC. Like I use Zoom for both businesses and Asana for both businesses. And ideally, these will all be separate. These would all be separate, but I'm not paying, you know, double the fees for all that shit. So all that comes out of the LLC, which is fine. This is why, um, and it's really important that I note that there's the way that you need to do it for tax purposes. And then there's other ways that you can look at your finances just to help you. So for tax purposes, we have to have this, we have to have this broken down by business. So I have a PL for both businesses. And then I have a joint PL where I combine everything together. Now the joint PL is just for my own benefit. So I can see the profitability of my businesses together, which really what it tells me most is how much I'm personally making, right? So if I ever went to sell my businesses, like they're not going to look at the joint PL. If I ever went to go get loans, they're not going to look at the joint PL. It's only for me, right? So I know how much I'm making, which I need to know in order to, you know, make personal finance decisions. So oftentimes on these profit reports, you're probably going to just hear me talk about the numbers um, once we get to profit in combined terms, just because I don't want these to be an hour long. So we're not going to break it down like per business. Um, but in total, I spent in the month of March $2,400 on team, uh, which is about uh, which is about what we've been doing the past few months. Team expenses have gone up. Um, I'm actually looking at hiring a couple of new folks as well. I really need, um, I think they call this person a case manager. 
I feel like that might come from the medical field. Um, but I think it's a law firm thing too. Basically, I'm wanting to hire someone and their job will solely be to onboard new law firm clients, make sure contracts and invoices are getting signed and paid, um, follow up that work is being done, right? So sometimes we'll have, you know, we have one contractor on our team who helps handle back tax stuff. We have another person on the team who does tax returns. And then we have me who's onboarding the clients. And sometimes communication can get lost between the three of us and the client, right? Because person A needs to review past tax returns before person B can prep the new tax return. But before person B can prep the return, I need to send a contract and an invoice. And I just need someone to kind of manage all that. Because although I can do it, um, right now, I'm helping tax return clients, I'm helping legal clients, I'm also running, you know, doing our education programs, I have a lot of help behind me. But still, it's more just um, having someone managing the workflow of all of that would take a lot of a lot of mental strain away, right? So it's not necessarily the time involved. It's the I'm constantly thinking about is client, you know, are all of our clients being taken care of, like being taken cared of? whatever. You know what I mean? Um, so we're going to be hiring for that. I also want to bring in uh, another attorney soon who can help me um, with some of the legal stuff. So that should be exciting. So uh, team 2400, 2400 contractors, 1040. So I have team contractors and non-team contractors. Non-team contractors are project-based things. So um, that was, I paid uh, a chunk of money to a trademark attorney to help consult me on a client that I was working on so we can make sure that we were doing what was right for that client. Um, so sometimes I need to bring in someone with a little bit more experience and expertise on a certain issue. No shame in that. Um, tip for everyone. If you ever, this is something I've been learning a lot in the past couple of months. Before there were certain clients I would have just turned away because I would think, you know, I don't think I can help you. I don't have enough experience. I still do that, right? I still do that because we never want to get in over our heads. That doesn't serve us, our business or our clients. But now I'm like, I think I can help you like 75% of the way. And if I need to, I'll bring in someone who can help us close the 25% gap. So I have no qualms about paying um, someone who has very niche expertise to come in and assist on a client matter. So we did that. And then also I am working on a third edition of my book. If you saw me probably saw that I've been promoting. Um, we're doing a book club right now. So if you're interested in that, you can check the show notes um, to sign up. We'll still have the sign up page there. So 500 went to uh, my book editor uh, as kind of the deposit for editing the new chunks of the book. We paid out almost $700 in affiliate payments to our affiliates who promote our various programs. We always love that. Um, that is the one expense where our goal is for that expense to be higher. Our goal is always for that expense to be higher because, you know, if we're paying a 25% affiliate commission, it means that that $700 brought in what? let's see, $14, $2,800. Yeah. So I wouldn't have a problem if that expense were 10,000 because it would mean that our revenue from that would be 40,000. Um, the percentage is probably closer to like 30 to 40% because we pay 50% on some stuff and 25% on the other, but I digress. And then $360 in monthly tools. None of the other expense categories were significant. We have a lot of our categories are between like two and 400 bucks. So our total expenses between both businesses was $7,200, which left profit not considering my salary. So profit before owner salary of around $20,000. 
for a profit margin of 73%, which I am extremely happy with because our goal is 65% profit before salary. So that's actually helping. We were 8% over. So that's actually helping bring us back up to our year to date goal because we were way under um, in the first couple of months. So if we continue, we'll be in good shape. Now, I am currently only $2,000 in revenue behind hitting my biggest, big, big, big goal for the year, which is $300,000 in total revenue. Um, it's something I don't think I've even shared on the podcast because it seemed like almost so out of reach. Last year, I did close to 170. So it's not, you know, not astronom astronomically higher, not quite double, but still pretty high. Um, but I came up with this, uh, I came up with my own way to kind of project how we could get there. So I wanted to share that with you. I talked about it on la last month's podcast, but basically I calculated let me see, which of my spreadsheets is this on? I have like a million spreadsheets. I get lost in them myself. So let me um, find it, find it, find it. Just a second. There it is. Joint profit and loss statement. So I looked at my revenue. So I have a spreadsheet. It has my revenue for each month last year. And then I looked at, okay, so if we did 170 last year, what percentage more would we have to do this year to get to 300,000? And then I applied that percentage to eat to last month's revenue, to last year's revenue for that month. Not a, nothing I'm saying is probably making sense. But what I mean by, instead of taking 300K and dividing it by 12, I looked at, okay, well, in January, I need to do 8,000 more. And in February, I need to do 4,000 more. And in my really big month, I need to do 10,000 more. So we're increasing our goal revenue percentage-wise based on like busy and slow season is the best way I can explain it. So we were quite a bit under in January. We were 13,000 under that kind of projected amount to get to 300K. But then in February, we were 6,000 over. And in March, we were 5,000 over. So now we are only $2,300 off hitting that big projection. Now I said, I'm pretty sure I set my good, better, best goals. Like my good goal was like 225. So we are well on our way to that because right now we're at year-to-date revenue of 62,000. Um, yeah, 62,000 for Q1. So if we did the same revenue every quarter, that would put us at roughly 240,000, which would be phenomenal. I would take that. My good goal was 225. My better goal was like 250, 270, somewhere around there. And then my best goal was 300. So with this uh, percentage projection, we're tracking our progress towards our best goal. So anywhere between there, 220, 300, I would be extremely happy. But you know, like, why not? Why not go for broke? Go for 300. Okay. So um, what's happening in the coming months? Now, we're going to be coasting a little bit in April. And all that means is we're not like really, we're not like promoting anything, right? Um, leads will come in, hopefully fill out, fill out our intake form on the law firm website if you want to work with us. And then we can get started, but we're not going to be going through any huge marketing efforts to push anything in particular. And that's because we have a launch happening in May. Now, last month, I shared that I thought the month of March would be very telling um, without putting any pressure on the business. And what I meant by that is we launched the law firm in February. So we had a lot of people who were waiting to work for us, waiting to work with us, I mean, um, like they were just ready to sign the contract and get started. And so I thought, 
February was going to be a higher than a higher than normal month, right? Like we would be making more in February than we could really expect to make in the future months because you don't always have like this waiting line of people to work with you. But I think that really spilled over into March because there were a lot of people who are ready to work with us. Um, but, you know, they were busy the, just that very last week of February that we launched. They kind of spilled into March or, you know, not everyone knew that we were launching the law firm right away. So they got in in March. Um, but now in April, I'm curious to see, well, are the leads going to slow down, right? Is the new client load going to slow down? And so when I say this month will be very telling is if it doesn't slow down, then I think that's going to mean we're going to have a much bigger year than I originally expected. If things do start to slow down, then I think it will be more what I did expect. So essentially, I'm not putting any pressure on the month because I'm anticipating things will slow down. That's not a bad thing, um, but it will be very telling either way for me when it comes to revenue projections and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, if it doesn't slow down, I'm going to need to hire sooner rather than later. And then if it does, it means that we are probably at the ca capacity that I plan for and we're in great shape And from that perspective. All right. So in May, um, if you missed last week's podcast episode, I talked about whether I'm going to bring back Unfuck Your Biz. Pretty sure it's happening. Think it's going to be happening. So we're gearing up for that in May, um, our first big launch of that program in two years. And what I essentially have realized and come to the conclusion on is that folks come to work with us and they're usually in one, to, one of two scenarios. They either have pretty much all their tax and legal stuff set up and they just want help with ongoing maintenance. I would say that's the minority of people, maybe like a quarter so I just, you know, met with one of our new legal subscription clients yesterday who has almost all of their stuff set up, but he said, you know, I need help occasionally reviewing contracts and I just need a resource for legal questions. Great. Perfect. The other three quarters of folks either need help setting up their LLCs, help with back taxes, it's set up stuff like set up this, set up that. And so now what I realized is that the Unfuck Your Biz course is really about the setup, right? We're going to help you set all these things up, clean up your business, whatever. You can also hire us one-on-one -on -one through the law firm to do that if you want to, you know, just outsource it all. So you can work with us through the course that we're going to be launching, or you can hire us. Those are your setup options. And then for ongoing maintenance, we now are going to have legal RX, which is what we're calling the legal subscription for legal maintenance uh, and assistance. And then Profit RX is going to kind of shift to being more focused on just helping folks maintain their bookkeeping. Um, either they can do, do it on their own or do um, the one-on-one -on -one version that we have where they hire us to do it. So that maybe sounded confusing, but I'm hoping that it's getting a lot more clear with our offers. We're gonna have one-on-one -on -one setup or our course that you can join. And then for ongoing maintenance, we have a legal solution and a tax and bookkeeping solution. And that's what we're moving towards. So with that in mind, Let's quickly go through goals and projections for April. They're almost identical, really, um, for the education business in particular. $9,000 uh, in MRR from ProfitRx, $2,000 in low ticket sales. So I kind of decreased that one um, to match what we did in March because I think it'll be similar. Book sales of $1,000. So normally I don't even put book sales on here because we, offer, we, we have like $200, $300 a month in book sales. But um, I'm hoping, we'll see, I'm hoping a lot of you folks that join the book club will want to actually buy the book once we're done, once we're done uh, reading the draft version. So we're reading the draft version in Google Docs. 
And then after that, it'll go to my book editor and then we will publish the third edition. So we'll see. So that's 12,000 total from the education business. Uh, the law firm, I'm projecting $5,000 in tax stuff income, 4,000 in legal, 2,500 in consultations for 11,500 total for a total revenue between both businesses of 23,000. $500. Now my goal on my projection calculator um, in order to get to that 300K by the end of the year was 18,000. So if we hit at least 21,000, we'll be over like our year-to-date projection. But if we hit this 23,500, we'll be, we'll be on a really good path to hit that um, best, we're going to call it my best goal. So that's all for this month. I hope you enjoyed the profit report. If you did enjoy it, I would encourage you to share on your Instagram stories, give us a tag, do all the things. And uh, I'll be back on the podcast next week for another episode. Have a good one. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.